Aloha! Welcome to the Hale o Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, talks about the parable of the prodigal son in Luke 15, where Jesus describes three ways of thinking how we think about ourselves when we have done something wrong, how we think about ourselves when we have done something right, and how God always thinks about us. Are you guys doing okay this morning? Awesome worship. We bless this word like we were saying, you know, I want something to really be personal and be a meeting with God for us this morning. Actually, I think I've been crying and waiting for this moment all week because I'm, I'm looking for something that we can really identify ourselves with. I always think about, you know, 1 Corinthians 13 that talks about all, knowing all the mysteries and, you know, giving your body to be sacrificed and all of that. But if you don't have love, nothing works. This is what I want to talk about this morning. And so I'm going to, you know, when Jesus, he was like trying to teach people around him, he would tell stories. You know, because that's a, a way that you can identify yourself with a teaching, right? You, you can relate to things that happen in your life. You know, and I'm, I'm going to read this story here. And I want you to work with me in putting yourself in this story. Because I think that this is Jesus talking about you. Talking about me. Let me go to my notes here. We're going to learn three ways to think about our walk with God. Okay? It's important, right? So there are three ways. There's the way that God thinks about your walk with God. That's important to know. There's the way that you think when you don't deserve it. And there's the way that you think when you think you have some merit, (laughs) that you deserve something. Does it make sense? I think that we, sometimes we think we don't deserve anything. (laughs) And sometimes we think that we, well, we are not that bad. You know, at least I deserve something. Does it make sense? And we're going to learn that God does not change whether you think you deserve something or you don't deserve anything. Okay? We're going to actually be talking about the way we think and the way that God the Father thinks. If you want to follow me here, it's Luke 15, verse 11. And he said... A certain man had two sons. Two ways of relating to the father. Right? There are two ways of relating to the father. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that falls to me. Meaning, give me some freedom. Let me do what I want. Right? And he divided his wealth between them. And not many days later, the younger son 
gathered everything together and went on a journey into a distant country. And there he squandered his state with loose living. Now when he had spent everything, when you get to the end of the line of using your freedom and your life and everything, a severe famine occurred in that country, and he began to be in need. There are some moments in life that you, you feel a need for something. You're looking for something. You don't have anymore everything that you had. You, even the freedom that you have doesn't matter that much anymore because now you're in need. Right? And to me, this is, you know, everybody knows and believes, I think, that there is a God. You know, and we all feel this need to have God in our lives. Does it make sense? That's why we're here, right? And verse 15, and he, he went and attached himself to one of the citizens of that country. So meaning, he's like, he started working. He got a job. He had to serve something else. Right? Pretty much he, was, he became a slave. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. So if it is Jesus telling this story, and Jesus is a Jew, he's probably talking about a Jewish story. Let's think that way. Think about this boy, young man, that used to be wealthy, have everything, but he got everything that he got from his father, God, and he spent everything. He lost his freedom. He became a slave. And the bottom of the pit here is that he's feeding pigs, which for Jews, it is like, abomination. And he was longing to fill his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating. That's like pretty low, right? He's like, I'm going to steal some of the pig's food for me because I'm hungry. Not only you lost everything, you lost your freedom, you're a slave, you're feeding pigs, and you're eating what the pigs are eating. <laughs> That's how sometimes we feel, right? <laughs> And no one was giving anything to him, right? But when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired men, my, my father's servants, my father's slaves, have more than enough bread, but I'm dying here with hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, are you guys working with me here? Yes. Are you putting yourself in this story? I think that this story is important. Otherwise, number one, Jesus would not waste his time telling this. And then Luke would not waste his time writing this for us. Right? So I think that it is important not just to read... <laughs> But you actually identify yourself and say, hey, that's me. I am that guy there. You know, that's how I, I think. This is where I am. You know, but let's see how I think now. 
I will get up, go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. How many people walk with God with a sense of not being worthy to be called sons of God? Make me as one of your hired men. Let me serve you. Let me be a servant. Let me be a slave. You know, I'm okay not being a son. I'm okay just with a slave thinking, a slave mentality. You know, at least I'm not serving that pagan guy and eating his pig's food. At least I'm going to be serving you. You know, at least we agree in some of the doctrines of the, our Jewish religion, <laughs> right? At least I'm more comfortable with this culture here, but I'm still, I, I'm, I'm happy being a slave. I'm happy not being a son. I just want to be here. You guys tracking along here? We bless this. Because this is always my point here. We have to get something that will change the way we think. And he got up and came to his father. Right? I mean, isn't that how we pray sometimes? We say, Lord, Father, you know, I know I did this wrong. You know, I promise I will never do that again. Right? And you have all these things already in your mind, how you're going to pray and you're going to do this and you're going to ching, ching, ching. That's how we think, right? Now let's see how the father thinks. And he got up and came to his father. He took a step. He couldn't have wasted another year, two years, eating that same food, serving that same guy. You know, he could have died there. But he, he stopped thinking, and he took action. Okay? And he got up. Today you're going to get up, and you're going to take a step. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion for him and ran. Are you picturing this? The father did not know, maybe he did, where his son was. Maybe every day, we don't know how long he was away, his dad was, you know, sitting in the porch, looking at all the farm, all his servants taking care of his state. But he was like, I wonder where my son is. I wonder when he's going to come back. I wonder when he's going to stop thinking about it and he's going to take a step. So when his father was there, that comfortable chair, having a drink at the end of the day with his binoculars and he saw his son way down the road, he didn't say, oh, I'm going to wait here. Let me see what this guy has to tell me. I wonder how much money he has left. I wonder if he wasted everything. No, that's not what the father did. 
But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion for him and ran and embraced him and kissed him. Are you guys getting this? I bless this to change us. I bless this to be real to you. Because we are learning how we think when we don't deserve anything. And now we're reading how the Father thinks. Even when you think that you don't deserve anything. And the Son said to him, Father, see, he's still like, even after that running and embracing and kissing him, you know, Another detail of this story here. This guy was probably like far away, starving. He didn't have money for food. So he's probably like on drags, right? Stinky. And his dad, his father didn't care about any of that, right? Just to add more details. Yeah, it smells like pigs, right? You know, sometimes in the afternoon, here in the evening, the wind blows. Like, yeah, that's probably the, the smell that the father felt when he, he embraced and kissed his son. Father, I have seen the guest heaven and in your sight. He had probably like a script on his iPad or something like that. Here, I, I, got, I, I wrote this to read to you, Dad. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to him, Slaves, quickly, right away, let's not waste a moment in condemnation here. We wasted too long already when, while you were gone. I could not go get you, go against your will. But once you decided I was I'm ready for the next step here but the father said to his slaves quickly bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fattened calf kill it let us eat and be merry are you guys enjoying this? Yeah. I mean, I think that I was thinking about this. Best robes, four things. Best robes, to me, is the, the what is that? Righteousness. You're clothed with his nature. One reference to this verse here is Zechariah 3, 4. The high priest, Joshua, the high priest, he was in filthy garments. And said, let's remove those filthy garments. Let's clothe him. And you guys can read Zechariah 3 later. But this is what the father was ready to do for his son when he didn't think he deserved anything. Best robes, new nature, sonship, acceptance. You're nothing related to your past anymore. 
It's like a forgiveness. It's a washing. Ring. What is the ring? Everywhere in the Bible that you, you read about the ring is authority. When Pharaoh gave Joseph his ring, or, you know, Esther and Mordecai, you know, when they got the ring of the king, they could change the laws. He was like, this is my son. He has authority over my state now. Sandals. Sandals. It's like, you're going to have a new way to walk from now on. And a fattened calf, what is it? Abundance. Celebration. Party. <laughs> Barbecues. Yes. Let's have fun. I've been saving this. You know, I was waiting for you to return home. I was saving this. I, it's my best I'm going to sacrifice to you. My son, Jesus Christ, I'm sacrificing for you. When you take this step and come back home. Verse 24, right? For this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. And they began to be merry. In the eyes of the father, you were dead, but now you're alive. And he is happy because of that. And he's not holding anything back. He's giving you the robes. He's giving you the ring. He's giving you sandals. And he's giving you even the sacrifice of the perfect lamb to redeem you, to bring your clothes. Okay? So what did you learn so far? You learned how you think when you think you don't deserve it. And then you have all this approach to the father as a, a slave. I'm, I, can I just be here? <laughs> you know, can I just be a little slave? I, I'm going to go to church, you know, and I'm going to walk with God. But, you know, I'm going to always be like looking down because I don't deserve it. You know, this is a, as much as I can get. This is a, as far as I will go, because, you know, look at what I did with my past, look at what I did with this and that, and my reaction yesterday, when, you know, my wife, you know, I got mad, and uh, it, no, no, not you. Just, you know, it happens sometimes. <laughs> right? So this is John saying about this story. So we, two things already. The way you think when you're undeserving, and the way that the Father thinks. So we're going to take a break here, and then we're going to go to the next step. But before we get there, remember the story of the prodigal son? When he came to him, himself and he said, How many hired servants of my father have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no longer worthy to be called thy son. Make me one of thy hired servants. While he was a great way off, his father saw him, and he ran and embraced him 
He took off the rags he was wearing and put a new robe on him and a ring on his finger. Have you ever been in that place? Father, I'm not worthy to be called your son anymore. I would just like, like to be around. I want to be like a slave. <laughs> that prayer of the prodigal son was ignored. Have you ever had prayers that were ignored? <laughs> Maybe it is because you're approaching the Father with this sense of unworthiness. And the Father is waiting for you to receive what he has for you. The Father fell on his neck and kissed him, put a new robe on him. God loves you. But if you blow it and lose your inheritance, come to the Lord and say, Oh God, I'm not worthy of anything now. He will meet you on that basis every time. Isn't that amazing? It doesn't matter how many times you blow it. If you come back, if you take a step, if you rise up and say, I'm going to go back to my father, he's always going to be receiving you. Ready for the second half? Now we're going to learn how we think in the areas that we think we're not that bad. <laughs> you know, in the areas that we, we think we have achieved a level of self-righteousness or self, a sense of, I am religious enough. Right? Okay, 25. Now, <laughs> now you have to see yourself here also, okay? So you're the two sons. Now, you don't only find yourself in the scriptures, but you find yourself twice in the same story. Now, his older son was in the field, and when he came, <laughs> he's like out there working like a slave, taking care of his father's businesses, the state, making sure that all the hired servants were working and doing everything. No, let's go, man. We have five more minutes, let's go, let's keep pushing. You know, it was like really, really working hard. I'm walking with, my, with God here. And when he came and he approached the house, he heard music and dancing. Like, what's going on here? I'm working hard and there's a party here in my house and nobody told me anything. No, it's not time to party. And he summoned one of the servants and began inquiring what these things might be. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf, because he has received him back safe and sound. Right? Reason to celebrate. My brother is back. Thank God. I'm going to go wash up, and go party also, right? <laughs> no. And he said to him, but he became angry, 28, and was not willing to go in. His father came out and began treating him. But he answered and said to his father, look, what is this deal here, dad? What are you doing? How can you receive 
that guy. For so many years I have been serving you. I have never neglected a command of yours. And yet, you have never given me a kid, much less a fattened calf. Right? You never even gave me a little thing, a little barbecue, that I might be married with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your wealth with harlots, you killed the fattened calf for him. And the father said, My child, you have always been with me, and all that's mine is yours. Right? Isn't that amazing? Because both of them had a slave mentality. <laughs> the one that thought that he didn't deserve anything, that I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna just be there and be like a servant. And the other one that was there, good enough, self-righteous, really obedient, said he never really felt like a son. And the father was saying, son, you have always been with me and all that's mine is yours. And I think that this is what the father is telling us today. Whether you're one, the younger or the older, sometimes you're both. Sometimes you're one more than the other. But the message from the Father is the same. All that's mine is yours. Why do you think I'm going to change? But we had to be merry and rejoice for this brother of yours was dead and has begun to live and was lost and has been found. I want you, we're going to take communion, but I want you to get up and take a step. I want you to get up and come here and receive this, and receive what the Father has for you. I love this because our minds are always like this. It's either one extreme or the other. Right? And when we see somebody being blessed, sometimes we go like, how come that person is being blessed? Huh? Right? Look, I, I know what that person did. I remember, you know, 45 years ago, <laughs> what you told me. I remember. I will never forget. You know, and how come that person is receiving so much and I'm not receiving anything? Or the other one, like, yeah, my, my brothers, his school, man, he was really a good son. You know, he never did anything wrong. You know, but I, look at me, poor me, I, I don't deserve anything. I'm just going to be happy with what I get, right? But the father, he was saying the same thing for both sons. No, you're not going to be a slave. Why don't you relate to me as a son? <laughs> Why are you, you have a, a slave mentality, son? You, all that I have is yours. 
I'm not going to allow you to be a slave. Here, I'm going to put a new robe on you. I'm going to give you my ring. I'm going to give you a new way to walk. I'm going to give you a sacrifice, the best that I have reserved for you. In the parable of the prodigal son, I don't know which was worse. <laughs> the younger son who went out and wasted his in inheritance, or the elder brother who stayed home and had to be reminded by the father, all that I have is thine. In his anger over the way his father received the prodigal son, the older brother had said, I have been faithfully working all this time. You never killed even a kid for me. Imagine. He never made use of what was available to him. And his father had to remind him, all that I have is yours. I bless us. Are you guys being blessed this morning? Why don't we make use of what is ours and what the Father is willing to give to us? Which was worse? The prodigal son had a certain kind of stupidity, but the older brother had a kind of stupidity too. In a sense, he was prodigal too, wasting his inheritance because he never even knew what he had. He never really knew that his father loved him. He was serving. He, was, he had a slave mentality. But he was not really receiving or using or relating to the father as a son. And the father is saying to us, all that I have is thine. And there ought to be something within us that rises up and sees the riches of his grace and walks in it. I want this to... I, is it too much faith to believe that this can actually change us? The way that we, we think about God? I, I have faith for that. You know, that we never, you know, in one way or the other, we think anymore... The, the Father is going to allow us to relate to him as slaves. When someone is not blessed as he ought to be, perhaps it is because he has an older brother complex. I always go back to that story of this couple that got on a long boat, a trip, you know, and they didn't have any money. You know, all the money that they had, they, they bought the ticket. And they said, well, you know, we're going to bring some crackers for the trip because we don't have any money left to eat on the boat. You know, and then when they ran out of crackers, ran out of everything, you know, the, all these snacks that they had, they finally, you know, they were starving like this prodigal son. And they found a ticket that they bought, like, maybe we have, you know, right for a, a small breakfast, something, you know, maybe a, some leftovers, right? And they showed the people, you know, in the boat, 
What are you talking about? You should be eating with the captain every day. When you buy your ticket, or when God bought the ticket for you of salvation, <laughs> he didn't buy a ticket for you to be on the bottom of the boat starving. He bought a ticket, a very expensive ticket, for you to be sitting with him and eating up his table. No matter what you think you have to do to deserve, or what you did that makes you unworthy to deserve, God the Father loves you the same way. <laughs> and not only that, he's, he made, he paid the price already. And it is up to us, and I'm, this is all this, if it's not to you, it's for me <laughs> this morning. It is gonna be my fault when I get to the Father, you know, someday, I say, Father, I served you so long. You know, I was really trying to be a good son. You know, and how come I, I never got this? And he's going to tell me, you know what, son? I'm sorry, but you should know. <laughs> All that I have is yours. When you think you do not deserve it, he is happy you're alive. <laughs> He's happy when you just get up and you start taking a step in his direction. And every time you do that, he's gonna be running and embracing you. But if you sit down with self-pity, he cannot do anything. He's willing to give you everything when you think you do not have enough, he says he, all he has is yours. I bless this word for us. Lord, we open up. We open up to understand the way you think. And we open up to understand that you don't want to be this distant father, God, that we're going to relate like a little slave here, like a little servant, but you're willing to sit us with you, with your robes, with your ring, with your sandals, and with the perfect sacrifice that opens the door for us to be happy. Amen? Let's stand up. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.